Buckle up your pant legs and zip up your hats. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts 358 Days Over 2. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. It took me a minute to remember. We we skipped, we took a week off, and I almost forgot the title of this game. Uh, that's fair. I mean, I like as I mentioned to you, I... Uh, I had to miss a week because all my podcasting memories have been shunted off into a right, replica. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have all of them back yet, so I'm a little, I'm still, <laughs> still a little under the weather, but um, I'm doing my best over here. You've got everything you need here. Mickey Mouse is here. He's in the game. Yeah. Did all you my, like to see him? I did love to see him and his special hood that goes around his ears. <laughs> They've made it for him special. Yeah, I mean, I assume I assume that Diz made that for him. Yeah, I, I was like, "Wow, Diz, Diz is really good at making alterations. That's great. He's very craftsy. Yeah, and he's very crafty. Don't trust him. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, Diz. You know what? Like, I get that there are way more evil people in this series, but I think Diz might be my least favorite person. <laughs> he's a very mean guy. Yeah, he just kind of sucks. Uh, well, I've got some great trivia notes before we get into it. I, I don't remember writing these down. It was over a week ago, but I did write them down, which means they have to be true. I learned that, uh, before they really got into the game and what it would be, Disney wanted this to be a Donald Duck game where you play as Donald Duck. Why didn't we? Kingdom Hearts in general, I should say, not 358 Days. Oh, I thought they wanted days. Okay, all right, gotcha. No, there was a there was a there was a fight between Disney and Square Enix where Disney they wanted this to be a Donald Duck game, whereas Square Enix wanted it to be. I think they wanted a Mickey Mouse game, and then Nomura said, "You are both idiots. This is going to be a little boy game. <laughs> this will be a weird thing that no one has ever thought of before." So. And then he drew like a little lion boy with a chainsaw, and everyone said no. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I would have liked that too. That would have been good. The other thing that I learned, the other thing that I learned is that when Nomura was developing this game for the Nintendo DS, he was like, "I need this game to be like a gamer's game to serve as a contrast to this recent trend of serious games like Brain Age." What? What? What, what Nomura? Well, I mean, it makes sense because the goal of brain age is to make your brain younger. Like, I think you want to have like a 20 year old brain age. Yeah. Is what the game says. And I guess I remember like that couple years where every game was just a brain age clone. Yeah. And I mean, this, these games make my brain feel older every time I think about them. Yeah. Everybody was making brain likes. Yeah. I, I mean, fuck brain age. I don't know what the reality of the science is that went into making that game, but I get ads these days that are like it's an ad for like a, a sudoku app and it's like there's a gif of a crying brain and it's like your brain age is getting older by the second you need to play sudoku and then they like put down one number and the brain smiles <laughs> i don't get these ads i guess maybe well, my you need br- to play worse mobile games <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i'll get on that yeah I legitimately uninstalled all the fucking mobile games that I play because the ads were so, so, so bad. That means they're working. That means, I guess that means they're working. How does, is that, is that their goal for you to not play games? Yeah, they don't want you to play games. They want you to download their app. Oh, well, I didn't do that either. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Day 354. (laughs) Yeah. Xemnas, uh, where it's the daily stand-up. He calls he calls a meeting with everyone and he says, Shion is gone. Also, she's a replica. 
Yeah. Uh, somebody says the Watka? <laughs> the Watka? <laughs> oh, I think that's Zaldin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is Zal- oh, it might be Demix. Zaldin and Demix are both like, what the fuck is a replica? Uh, Zemnis tells them that it was one of Vexen's little projects. Uh, and he says, our, our plan for Shion was slightly derailed by Vexen's untimely death. Yeah, and that was interesting, because it's like, it does bring in, again, that Sykes is, like, kind of doing... I guess more Marluxia was really going rogue when they killed Vexen. Uh, yeah, well, it was Marluxia was going rogue, and Axel was also going rogue within the going rogue that Marluxia was trying to do. <laughs> right, yeah. There's a, a lot of factions involved. Why do people think these games are convoluted? I don't know. Yeah. It's the damnedest thing. So Syx asks Axel to confirm that uh, there were no reports from Castle Oblivion of replicas forming their own identities like this. And Axel's just like, eh. Not really? Yeah. <laughs> eh, it doesn't matter. Eh, don't worry about it. But, I mean, you know, I, there was one, but then Riku killed him, so it's fine. Well, Repliku kind of didn't have his own identity. He sort of had Riku's identity. and then... I guess forming an identity as opposed to just being, like, a mindless drone, I suppose. Okay, then, yeah, I guess Axel just lied then. Yeah. <laughs> forming an identity. I guess not a not necessarily his own. Someone else's identity. But Xemnas yeah. is like, let's shut up. Who? This doesn't fucking matter. Like, we've got Shion. She's... Mm-hmm. She's not here right now. We just got to bring her back, and then we're all set. So he says, Axel, you go get her. And as long as you don't destroy her, I will overlook any nicks or scratches, which is not nice. Yeah, I wrote down that he's a real freak for saying he's a that real, specifically. Real bad boss. And I was like, these are not nice people. Did you, these, you know? These are not nice people. These are not nice people. This is one of the themes of the game is that they're not nice people. <laughs> That's a uh, big theme. So Zemnis says, everyone get the fuck out of here. We get, we get like, a little one-by-one one everyone expressing their opinion as they leave. It's like, Zaldin, this is madness, Demix. Can't believe I've been talking to a puppet this whole time. Luxord, it's a shame the whispers at the top never make it to the bottom, etc., etc. Luxord, I... <laughs> I don't know what to make of Luxord's take on this. That he's like... I just wish our boss would be more open with us about what's going on at the company. I, You know, I get it. It's kind of like the fact that a couple of them didn't even know about the concept of replicas really tells you <laughs> this is not, they don't have, you know, they're just not disseminating information very well throughout the organization. <laughs> bad communication. Yeah. A, they're not nice people. B, they're bad communicators. Yeah. C, Zemnis is always checking his email when everyone else is working. That's why workplace uh, safety is so poor at the organization 13. Yeah, they keep dying. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Roxas is like Syx. She's not a puppet, and Syx says, "Yes, she is." And there's only thirteen chairs anyway. Yeah, we 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 don't have budget to add any more seats, Roxas. We spent it all <laughs> on the seats going up and down. Rox- <laughs> Roxas is like, can't can't she just sit in like uh, Larkseen's old seat? And he's like, oh, because she's a girl. <laughs> Real mature, Roxas. Yeah. Although, early, I think Zenmus was a jerk and was calling Shion an it, not a she, specifically. Um, yeah. I think there's a weird thing in that, though, where he says she, like, once at the end of the conversation, and it's like, do they just 
I think maybe the translator just forgot that one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Roxas uh, catches Axel on his way out and is like, hey, can you not bring Shion back? I think that this is, I think things are not really great right now for Shion to be here. <laughs> and Roxas, or, uh, Axel's like, okay, but Xemnas will kill me if I don't follow orders. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody says Shion is dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah, he says that Shion's dangerous, and he, he asks Roxas, like, do you have all your strength back, implying that perhaps Shion might be planning to hurt him. Yeah. That seems very in character for her. Right, yeah, she loves to do that. Roxas accuses him, by the way, of having known the truth about Shion for a long time now, and Axel is just like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go? Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, he did, but he also didn't. I don't know. I don't know where I land on the Axel keeping it a secret from Roxas. Like, what the fuck was he supposed to say? I think he was, it was definitely one of those, like, I was doing it for your own good sort of things. Yeah. Arguably, though, he did, he did keep it a secret for probably too long. Yeah, he, he could have let Roxas in a lot sooner. Yeah. These people, they're just not nice. No. <laughs> the new subtitle of three, five, eight days over two, not nice people. So Mickey Mouse from the Disney uh, franchise, uh, originally from Steamboat Willie. uh, Oh, that Mickey. Yeah, he's wearing a little hood (laughs) with ears. (laughs) He looks so good. And he, he meets a hooded figure in the woods outside Twilight Town. And uh, who should remove his hood, but one Ansem Seeker of Darkness... Yeah, I, I I was getting ready to lose my mind here. Well, as, as was Mickey, who jumps back and does a cool pose with his keyblade. It was very cool. He, like, holds out his hand as if to say, stay back, nobody, because I'm the only one here. But then Ansem, why, he, he smiles, which Ansem doesn't usually do, and he puts on a blindfold, and then he becomes Riku, which Ansem also doesn't usually do. No, that's pretty out of character for Ansem, for sure. <laughs> he never did that in the first game, or Mm-mm. Chain of Memories. Nope. <laughs> and Mickey's like, whoa, Riku, where you been? And he says, I've been trying to conquer my inner darkness. And Mickey says, that sounds correct. <laughs> like, that is that is where we left him at the end credits of Chain of Memories. I don't think it was super clear at the time, but yeah. He went back to Diz to try to train his darkness skills. Makes sense, yeah. And his inner darkness, because it comes from Ansem, it makes him look like Ansem. It makes sense. Yeah, no, it all tracks. Um, definitely feels like he should be warning people a little more about it. Um, <laughs> maybe put the blindfold on before you take the hood off. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> or or at least say something like, don't freak out. Or, hi, I'm Riku. <laughs> Your majesty, I mean Mickey. Remember me? Yeah. Uh, they, they talk about uh, Sora... Riku's like, oh yeah, uh, the organization, uh, they've they've been pretty quiet since Castle Oblivion, which makes sense because we killed most... Oh no, actually, I'm sorry. He specifically says it's not just because they're low on members. They're up to something. It's unrelated to the fact that half of them were murdered. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mickey, he's like, well, I've been spying on the organization too. I think that this is... There's a bunch of mentions, I think this came up once or twice, of the the imposters yeah someone someone's skulking around outside the castle in organization robes uh i think i think that this is confirming that 
Mickey and Riku were both imposters. I don't know why then they weren't like, there's two imposters. Well, they look exactly the same when they've got their hoods on. It's so hard to tell. Yeah. Um, or maybe Riku was wearing some Mickey ears to throw them off. Yeah, that's. I hope so. You can get those pretty cheap. Yeah. Although, you know, Diz charges for the alterations, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if there's a scene in Kingdom Hearts where they, they like, go to a store, like a gift shop at, at Disney Castle, and they have Mickey Mouse ears on sale? <laughs> That's I. You know what? Everyone thinks they might go to the real world at some point in the new ones, and if they do, maybe they'll go to Disneyland. Oh my god! I wouldn't hate it. I would hate it, but I wouldn't hate it in a different way. I yeah, hope that the, doesn't happen. I don't want to have to form an opinion on that. Sora has to fight through uh, a bunch of Disney adults to, <laughs> <laughs> to try to reach the heart of Disneyland. Sora, he's like, I gotta get, I gotta go on all these rides, but there's people who just seem to know the park better than me. And then a mentor pulls him aside and says, have you heard of the Disney Genie app or whatever it is now? (laughs) Disney adults would be super easy to uh, turn into Heartless, though, I think. They're definitely easy to attempt with the dark. Weak-minded. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were going to say Disney adults would be easy to kill, so I I think that was a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that's on me. That's where I thought you, you were know, going. You weren't going there. I think most humans that don't have a keyblade are probably pretty easy to kill for Sora. That's true. Honest. If you if you smack someone really hard across the face with a keyblade, they probably will die. <laughs> you get hit with a big metal bar. But <laughs> by a kid shooting, every time. A kid shooting lightning. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. A lot of people forget that Sora can shoot fireballs. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I I just I don't think I can beat that personally. No. I mean, I've never been hit by a fireball. I don't know how I would do. That's a good point. Maybe I would win. <laughs> I probably would be fine. Yeah. Uh, so Riku uh, and Mickey, they they agree. They're like, I think that the organization, they're trying to steal Sora's memories to stop him from coming back. Riku mentions that they've got uh, his memories of Kairi under lock and key. That's Shion, of course. And Mickey is like... I will help. I'll help you fight them. And Riku says, no, 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 no. I'm going to fight them. You need to watch over Sora, Donald and Goofy when they wake up in case something happens to me. He says, uh, very unnecessarily vaguely. He explains, I am probably going to have to fight someone from the organization soon. And if I survive, it will probably only be because I gave into the darkness inside me. So I won't be there to, like, throw him a welcome back tea party. Yeah. It's very funny to make Mickey Mouse promise to help you after you die. <laughs> well, to help someone else after you die. Sure, but, you know, either way. <laughs> I mean, lest we forget, he did, in Chain of Memories, ask Mickey to kill him. <laughs> yeah, Mickey refused that time. Yeah. And then he said, and I in you! <laughs> and I in you! Um... Yeah, I did like that we just got, like, a lot of shit just explained right here. Like, I, there were things I had been confused by, and all this basically gets explained right now. So thank you, Riku and Mickey. Thank you, Riku and Mickey, the lore dumpers. Yeah. It's day 355. Uh, Roxas, he's trying to get his head around all this replica stuff. He's wondering how long Axel knew. And then he's like, I wonder, maybe I'm a puppet. And who is Sora also? And what does Axel know? And what's going on? My head hurts. So he just goes to talk to Axel. That'll probably help. It usually does these days. 
And he says, how long did I... Okay, I wrote something in my notes, and I truly don't know if it's something that Axel actually said or if I wrote this down. When he asks Axel, how long have you known about Shion? Does Axel say, I don't know, I didn't get it memorized? Yeah. Come on, Axel. (laughs) Yeah, because my notes say, didn't get it memorized, yeah! Not now, Axel. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah, it doesn't work when you... Yeah, no. Uh, and Axel admits to Roxas that the organization was just waiting until Shion became stronger than him and then they were going to kill him. And Roxas is like, were you going to kill me, Axel? And Axel's like, no, <laughs> we're best friends. I mean, I'm I'm making it sound sarcastic, but he says, no, of course not. We're best friends. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like maybe there was one point where you might have killed Roxas, but not for a while now. Yeah. Uh, and Roxas says... Um, who the hell is Sora? What What is different between me and Shion, and how does it all relate to Sora? And Axel's like, I don't think you need to know that. That pissed me off. I was like, just fucking tell him. Like, I, why would it matter now? The, yeah, there. you gotta get this shit out there. You gotta clear the air about some stuff. I mean, there's no, there's no recovering this situation in terms of, like, saving this three-person friendship and having you all go back to work. No matter how much Xemnas wishes you would. I mean, I guess charitably, the only reason Axel wouldn't want to tell Roxas is he's afraid that then Roxas would like sacrifice himself to bring Sora back to life. That's maybe the, that's the only reason. That's the only reason to think of not telling him. Because otherwise, like, why not? What does it hurt? I guess there's. Well, I don't know because like Roxas already is very uncertain of his identity. Maybe he's worried that Roxas would feel like. Like, having it confirmed explicitly that he's just, like, a shadow version of somebody else it might, might like, kind of push him over the edge in some way. I don't know. I don't really know what Axel's thinking here. But yeah. neither does Roxas. Uh, we, get, we, get a good, we get a good Jesse McCartney emoting moment. I hardly know who I am. What is so wrong with wanting some answers? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching some Birth by Sleep for fun, as I've mentioned, and boy, Jesse McCartney can emote circles around the other two protagonists of that game. The darkness. Where did it come from? It's gonna it's gonna be a rough time for voice acting. That's when not we get there. That's not and I'm assuming that I'm assuming you're not talking about uh Sora and then stuff then, because I feel like he's pretty good actually. No. Haley Joel Osmond is good. We'll we'll meet two other characters who are Pretty flat. <laughs> All right. But that's not for a million years. Yay! Sometimes, sometimes I forget that we still haven't actually done Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, we've done, like, the intro. <laughs> well. Uh, so Axel says, you just gotta trust me. And Roxas says, well, I fucking can't. Bye. Uh, he goes back to his room and he looks at the winner popsicle stick and he says, there's nothing keeping me here anymore. He go. This is where we get the the scene from Kingdom Hearts two that we already saw, mm-hmm. where Roxas is like walking through the city on his way out, and Axel says, "Is your mind made up?" Roxas says, "I got to know why the Keyblade chose me." Axel says, "They'll they'll destroy you if they find you," and and Roxas says, "No one would miss me." And Axel says, "That's not true. I would." If you know, yeah. Again, friendship is pretty okay in this game, but not to friendship begin is with. pretty okay. I I I'm I'm sure I've said this before, but. I, I really feel like Axel has been, like, the missing piece of the puzzle for why this story didn't quite hit for me so hard uh, the first time. 
I feel very sad for Axel. And the others. Yeah. Day 356. Shion meets Namine in the old mansion. Uh, Namine uh, asks Shion what she wants to do. And Shion's like, I, you know, I, I started to realize uh, over time that my memories aren't my own. And Namine says, uh, confirming explicitly, you are Kairi as Sora remembers her. Right. Yeah, that made sense. They got the same face shape. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's younger. It, it must be younger Kairi face, too, not current Kairi face. <laughs> She's voiced by Hayden Panettiere again. <laughs> Not really. Uh, Shion says that she she has to go back to where she came from. She knows that now. And Naminé kind of warns her. She's like, if if you do that, you're going to disappear. And because all of the memories that exist within you are all in relation to other people's memories of somebody else, if you disappear, everybody will forget that you ever existed. And Shion's like, I know, and I'm ready, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, pretty, pretty big of Shion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can't. <laughs> this is this is a situation I've never been in. Yeah, much like having a fireball thrown at me. But yeah, it's it is very very emotionally impressive that she's prepared to be like, and you know she she has she had time to think about it. Like she talked to Riku about it last time, and he was like, I think you need to you need to make the choice that's best for everybody. And she's like, I don't know if I'm ready to do that. And she went right. back to the organization and she had a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I guess that might have made it easier, I suppose. Her her yeah. life isn't that great, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> she She's like, I need to do this. Then she, she's like, oh, but I... And then she just thinks about Xemnas, Zaldin, Luke Sword. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. There was something earlier on, I had a note, I don't remember what it was about, but something about how Demix talks to Shion a lot, and I was like, Yeah, what? he what? had a line in the in the little gallery of everybody giving their comment as they leave the, the chair room, where he's like, Can't believe I've been talking to a puppet this whole time. Yeah, and I want to see Demix and Shion hanging out. Sadly, we don't get that. Clearly, We get, we get to see some Roxas and Demix, but... Was she having jam sessions with Demix? <laughs> that would be so good, though. Yeah, Shion is like she's like saying goodbye. She's she's accepting her fate, and you just see like a little slideshow of like her and Roxas going on missions, and <laughs> the three of them sitting on the clock tower, and her starting that band with Demix and Luke Sword, and the time <laughs> she won the poker championship, and. <laughs> The time that Zemis, Zemnis came to her dance recital. <laughs> I want it's Demix on the sitar and her on the recorder, just going <laughs> going wild. It's a metaphor for how she wishes she could make a record of her memories. Yeah, fuck. Now I'm crying. Oh, Axel plays the recorder then. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, got it recorded. <laughs> That's a better catchphrase, I think. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Shion, uh, or Naminé? No, yeah, Shion asks, Ro- uh, no, Shion asks Naminé, um, because she's like, I know that Roxas should be going back to Sora with me, but I don't think he's ready to make that choice. So can you keep an eye on him in the tutorial of the next game? And she says, okay, I'll do that. And Diz, Diz shows up and... He just like glares at Shion and he's like, 
The organization have found us. You never should have trusted this blasted puppet. <laughs> he's such an asshole. Yeah, he's, he's a real dick. Uh, but Shion, Shion, against uh, Diz's wishes, she's like, I'm going to I'm gonna defend the mansion. If, if they came here looking for me, I will hold them off. Uh, and it's Axel, because we knew that it would be Axel, because he was ordered to. I forgot for a second. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he says, I think this is like a sub catchphrase of his. Uh, why do I always get stuck with the icky jobs? Has he said that before? I think, I think he said that. I think he said that when he got sent to, like, kill Roxas toward the end of the prologue. Yeah. And you know what? I agree. Murder is pretty icky. So. It it sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I love this scene. And going back to what I've said before about uh, how how much Axel adds to this uh, this drama, Shion is like, I'm going to go back to where I belong. And Axel's like, I know that's the right thing to do, but it pisses me off. And she says, but it is the right thing to do. And he says, <laughs> he says, how do you know that? Everybody thinks they're right. And she pulls out her keyblade and he says, What's your problem? You both think you can do whatever you want. And I'm sick of it. Go on, you just keep running. But I'll always be there to bring you back. Yeah, I liked that a lot. It's so good, and I it really you really feel how much he's just like caught in the middle of all this. Yeah, and I mean it's actually characterful, because I feel like you know, in video games, most characters just have to be, like, broad strokes because you don't really get to spend that much time with them. But that's, like, oh, that's, like, an actually characterful... It's not just, like, a, a I don't know, a stick figure, basically, at that point, which is nice. It, it's sad because it, it... You you feel how much he's, like... Like, I, he has no uh, sort of idea of when this is all going to conclude. Like, yeah. in his mind, he's like, I could very well be doing this forever just like trying to wrangle my two friends who are just trying to get away because i i can't let them leave but i also can't leave it's it's rough yeah i think it's yeah i think this this part's really good uh and shion just smiles and then they they fight and we just cut straight to it is, i i hate i hate to say it as as much as that last scene is really good the cut to him just like lugging Shion's unconscious body into the castle is kind of ridiculous looking. Yeah, that part that's not as good. <laughs> he just like drops her onto the floor and collapses. And then Zemnis just walks in and is just like, oh good, and just picks up Shion and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I think it's vaguely implied that he like does something to Shion. I don't I, know if I don't know if we're so? supposed to think he I don't know if we're supposed to think he, like, reprogrammed her brain, or if they, like, made some modifications to the replica body, but... Well, maybe. I think he did some some sinister stuff to Shion in, while while he is off-screen. Hmm. Uh, okay. And I think that is a little bit bolstered by the absolutely ridiculous thing that happens in the next scene when she becomes a... Wait? What do we see in the movie? We see her become a big monster, right? I uh, I don't think I remember seeing okay, her. Okay, if be- you don't know what I'm talking about, then that's not in the movie. I have to show you what Shion turns into. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I and I think that this is probably what Xemnas was doing. R- what? 
<laughs> you know, you need a final boss. She's Armor Sora. She becomes a big... Gi- also, I don't know if it's clear from this picture. She is gigantic. That's not clear. She's like maybe 15 feet tall. And she is a big, like, armored Sora monster with dual-wielded Nobody logo keyblades. Amazing. It's pretty nuts. I have to assume that Xemnas, when he carried her off, like, flipped the switch on the replica body that says, uh, should this not be able to do that? Flip, yes, this should be able to do that. You can do that now. I I forgot that that's not in any way pictured in the movie. Why, why can he do that? I don't know. I think, well, let's, let's just get to this next scene and I have a little bit more to say on that subject, uh, that I think will hurt your brain a little bit. Roxas is sitting on the clock tower. It's day 357. Mm -hmm. We're, We're on the second to last day. Uh, and Roxas, uh, we find out that since he left the castle, he's kind of just been just walking around Twilight Town aimlessly and he goes up to the clock tower and he's like, what was I thinking? Like, where was I, where did I think I was going to go? And Shion sits down next to him and hands him an ice cream. She's got her hood on. And she says, they just kind of like sit together for a second. And then he, as she says, uh, Roxas, I got bad news. I'm out of time. And we don't see it, but she pulls off her hood. We don't see her face. And she says, uh, I have to do this. Uh, ooh, let me, let me check my, my tally. This was my fourth cry of the podcast and this days has never made me cry before it got me this time uh it was the line um uh you've poured so many memories into me given me so much that i feel like i'm about to overflow and that really got me and we see her face and it's just sora's head which does look pretty fucking silly it did look very silly uh I can now reveal any time that any character has seen her face and we don't see it and they go what the fuck it's Sora. <laughs> okay. Well, except when for the Riku... thing, except except for the thing with Zigbar, but we saw that one, I guess. Yes, when Riku defeated her outside Beast Castle, and he pulls up her hood and goes, "What the fuck?" When I think it was right after the Zigbar scene, she shows her face to Axel, and he goes, "What the fuck?" Both both of those cases, they were seeing Sora's face. Got it. Okay. Um, and then she just flies. Yeah. <laughs> the explanation for this one is that you have a boss battle in the air. So that's why she can fly. <laughs> you, she just walks off the clock tower and just stands on nothing. Is she and big? And Roxas is like, oh, I can walk on this for a boss fight. Is she big? Is she armored and flying still? Or Yes. By the time the fight starts, she turns into a big monster. Got it. Okay. But we don't see that in this probably because that anyone watching this and not playing the game would just be like, wait, what? <laughs> At least in the game, you're like, well, it's the final boss. I mean, I guess it's not, but... I mean, watching it, I'm like, okay, I guess they fought and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, But we get a very silly little shot where she puts her hood back on and we just see Sora's little face poking out through the hood and, and Shion's voice comes out and says, this is why I was created. <laughs> yeah. So here is a little bit of context for this, by the way, because this is this is another one of those things that watching it back in the day, I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why is Shion attacking him? Shion 
I assumed to try to make sense of this that Shion had been like compelled by Zemnis. Uh but all that this is is that Shion knows that uh Zemnis wants her to fight Roxas and that if she doesn't he's probably just going to kill Roxas. Right. So she's like if there's any way for Roxas to survive in the organization and not get destroyed by Zemnis, it needs to be because he defeated me. If he overpowers me, then Zemnis will say, "Okay, we can take Roxas back." But if Shion just like killed him, I mean, well, she wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Right. So she this is like this is her her move to like try to get him back to safety at the organization. Um and now I can reveal something very stupid that I mentioned ne- uh, last time because I mentioned some devices that Roxas had to set up. Yes, the devices. <laughs> yeah, I do remember those. Sayak sent Roxas to Wonderland, Halloween Town and Agrabah to set up three devices. And you don't learn what they are until the final boss fight. Shion turns into a big armor monster. And you fight her up in the air at the top of the clock tower. And when you finish the first phase, it teleports you to Wonderland. And the device activates and gives her like a big spear or something. And then you fight her in Wonderland. And then it teleports you to Halloween Town. And it gives her like a big axe or something. And then you teleport to Agrippa, and it gives her a big bow and arrow or something. I don't know what the weapons are. It doesn't matter. That's what the devices are. How fucking stupid is that? Pretty dumb. Why? What is the point? Yeah. Well, they just wanted to give you a, a cool cinematic time. That really is it. And it's it's just, it's very silly how much of this very emotional climax of this game is just really silly, contrived reasons to have a boss fight with a big monster with big weapons. <laughs> but there it is. Well, they were making a video game. They were making a video game. I will say, we get another boss fight after this that didn't need to have any of this dumb shit. So I feel like they could have just not. Yeah, yeah, because that seems like a fun fight. So, unknown to the movie watchers... <laughs> Roxas defeats big monster Shion in Agrabah, and then they teleport to the bottom of the clock tower, and she becomes Shion again. So you watch this, and you have no idea that any of that just happened. <laughs> I didn't change really much. No. <laughs> uh, so Shion collapses, Roxas has defeated her, and he immediately forgets her. Like, the second she hits the ground, he's like, who are you? Did I do this? Yeah, this this, this start, I didn't cry. This started to make me feel sad, though. Shion uh, tells Roxas, like, you'll be better off now. Uh, this was my choice. I couldn't let Zemnis get his way. And Roxas is just listening to this, like, uh-huh. Oh, you know Zemnis? <laughs> and she, she says her final wish for Roxas is for him to release all the hearts that they've captured over the past year. Because they can't let Zemnis get Kingdom Hearts. And she says, uh, never forget that I am your best friends, or that you are my best friends. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Shion, I fucked up your line. And then we get a an iconic Kingdom Hearts out of context line as Roxas suddenly has like a flash of memory as Shion starts to die. And he says, Shion, who will I have ice cream with now? <laughs> 
That's right. And this is where I have the note, because I didn't get to see what the fight was, and because she starts to freeze, I was like, oh, did, no. did Roxas, was the fight Roxas just shoving a bunch of ice cream down Xion's throat until <laughs> she started to freeze? I thought you were going to say that when she's defeated, she becomes Rox- She becomes sea salt ice cream <laughs> so she could be with Roxas and Axel forever. Well, that's also good, but no. Because she, she does, I, I didn't mention it, she's like crystallizing. She's like freezing yeah. solid. I don't really know what this was supposed to be, but... Uh, well, it's, uh, what is it? Fabula Nova Crystallis or whatever? <laughs> I, I'm not familiar. Nova Crystallis is Final Fantasy thirteen and those related games. Ah, okay. Sure, why not? Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. Uh, and you know, the, the, the line, who else will I have ice cream with? It's, it's very memed. I think it's, it's one of those things that I think it really works in context because it's just a very simple, naive sadness where like, that's, that's all he knows as a friendship is just who you eat ice cream with on the clock tower. It's one of three activities he does. So it is very important to him. It's it's a very silly line, but I think it's very in character for their friendship that that's what what she represents to him. But uh, she just completely breaks apart uh, and disintegrates and goes back to Sora. We we go to Axel, who is brooding in his room, and he finds a little envelope on the windowsill and he opens it up and he pulls out the winner popsicle stick from Roxas. And we don't see his reaction, but I imagine he's cheering and celebrating his prize. I thought he was going to get a note that says, do you like me? Yes, no. On it. <laughs> do you, do you remember me? Yes, no. Yes, no. Yeah. Um, I have to say of all the things that have worked more for me the second time around in this, the winner stick, I don't, I don't get it. It does not. I, I, I feel like I'm missing something here. They don't give a lot of gifts, I guess. I guess so. I just, I don't really know why Roxas held on to it for so long. I don't know what the meaning is supposed to be that he gave it to Axel only when he left. Yeah, I wasn't really sure either. I, I think they just, they don't have that many possessions. <laughs> That's all I can yeah, really think maybe of. Maybe it was supposed to represent sort of a, the, the days of ice cream are over, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm- I was I was saving this so that we could have a double ice cream day <laughs> someday. What? But I've accepted that that will never happen. Yeah. I don't know. He just wants to actually have a free ice cream as a parting gift. <laughs> I guess that's it. Have one on me. Yeah. Uh, it's day three five eight, the final day. If you're if you're familiar. Oh, actually, you know what? I think we can finally talk about Shion's name. Okay. Because there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, what is it in terms of an organization name with an X? Uh, it is number I. Oh. It actually, it's got a double meaning in that, because it's no I, as in a lack of self. Right. And it's also, what number is she in the organization? She's an imaginary number. She's, a- She's none of them. Okay. That's that's number one and two. Also, uh, Shion, the Japanese word Shion, and I, I didn't write it down. But Shion is the Japanese word for a particular species of flower, which in Japanese flower language means I will not forget you. Oh, okay. I believe there's one more layer. Ooh, do I remember it? I think it means, I think it means shore or something, because Kairi and Namine are both 
uh, ocean related. Let me quickly check this. And that Destiny Islands, it's beachy, beachy times. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Sora and Riku uh, are uh, sky and uh, I think Riku just means land or Riku might mm. mean like land mass or something. Okay. I didn't realize that. Oh, Shion uh, is Shione, the sound of the tide, whereas Namine is the sound of the waves. Oh, okay. So that's all the layers, and I don't believe that most of those were on purpose. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I... In my mind, it was that it was supposed to be, like, no I, yeah. which no, is, no self. Which is the dumbest one, in my opinion. And then I think Nomura, like, later was like, oh, the flower thing. Oh, the, the imaginary number. Oh, the... I don't know. I feel like one of those must have been plucked out of, out of like, happenstance later. I don't know. It feels like too many layers to be intentional all at once. Yeah, I agree with That's that. That's my opinion. I agree with that, but... Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just imagine Nomura, like, looking at the name and just thinking about it and being like, oh, shit, you know what else? <laughs> you know what else works? Yeah, it's the way he writes stories in general. <laughs> <laughs> you know who, you know who uh, Sora could turn out to know? Uh, it's day 358, and this is the secret ending movie from the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. Yep. It's still pretty, it's, ba- uh, it's still pretty badass. It's still pretty badass. It also... <sighs> oh, Nomura... So much stuff in this, I literally had to, like, read an interview with him explaining what was going on, because it's so... I think they were a little bit hamstrung by the fact that they needed this to match with the final mix ending. Because, or I guess just the Kingdom Hearts 1 secret ending. Because there's, like, six things that happen in this that happen in the blink of an eye, and Nomura is, like, pointing at it and being like... So what happened there was uh, Shion was kind of manifest, and it's like maybe maybe you could have just added a little bit of supplemental dialogue. It's fine <laughs> if it doesn't perfectly match one to one. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It was a secret ending; like you could change it a bit. You didn't even know who the characters were when you made it. But here is what happens: uh, Roxas is walking through the city. He's heading back to the castle because Shion told him to release the hearts of Kingdom Hearts. So he's like, "I got to go do that." Uh, he's surrounded by Neo Shadow Heartless, like in the thing. He pulls out Oathkeeper and Oblivion. So he's dual wielding now. Two? 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 Uh, one could, uh, assume that perhaps that's because of Shion that he now has a second Keyblade. Who's to say? Okay, I could buy that. Riku looks down at him from on top of the skyscraper. Roxas runs up the wall like a badass to attack him. And then this is the moment where I had to pull up an interview and be like, what the fuck was this? Because Roxas throws Oblivion to Riku. Right. And when Riku catches the Keyblade, he, like, has a Shion flashback. Mm-hmm. Here is what happened. Okay. And remember that Keyblades are very strongly and closely associated with hearts. I Yes. They're made of hearts, right? Yeah, in a in a metaphysical sense. Yeah. And also at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 in a very literal sense. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although that was a Keyblade of Heart. But we don't need to get into that. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so Shion sort of pulls some strings. There's a little bit of Shion heart residue in Roxas right now. 
Mm-hmm. And this little this little shred of Shion's being that still exists compels Roxas to throw Oblivion to Riku. Oblivion, as Roxas's second Keyblade right now, sort of represents his connection to the heart of Shion, who of course had a Keyblade. And Shion is like, ah, this is the Riku Keyblade. I mean, I'm adding that. Nomura didn't say that, but Oblivion is, of course, the Riku Keyblade. Right. So Shion sort of inserts, injects a little bit of her will into the Keyblade. Roxas tosses it without really knowing why to Riku, who catches it, absorbs that little bit of Shion's will, and remembers her and what he needs to be doing. Because lest we forget, when Shion died, everyone forgot her. Even Roxas doesn't quite remember her yet. Right. Or at, at right now. So Riku catches the Keyblade, he remembers Shion, and he understands what is happening. Shion is asking Riku, don't let Roxas go back to the castle. He's going to try to kill Xemnas, and he's going to die. Like, when she told him, release the hearts from Kingdom Hearts, we can't let Xemnas get what he wants, she did not anticipate that he would be so tunnel-visioned on that that he would literally go straight back to try to kill Xemnas. And she's like, there's no way he's going to be able to do that. Riku, you have to stop him. All of that happens in the span of maybe like half a second. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that does make some things make more sense, because I was like, why the hell would Riku even bother to fight Roxas right now? Like, he, why would he care if he wants, if he's trying to release Kingdom Hearts? Right. This is... This is Riku protecting Roxas, both for Shion, who he became friends with, and also for Sora, because if Roxas just goes and gets killed by Xemnas, like, who knows what's going to happen to Sora's memories. Okay. Yeah, because I was, like, I was, like, trying to figure out Riku's motivation, and I was like, I guess maybe Diz doesn't want Kingdom Hearts destroyed? I don't know. But this makes more sense, but also is like, yeah, maybe He has to fight him because he fought him in the... (laughs) Secret ending. Yeah, it's like, maybe you should have told us this a little bit. Yeah, like, if we had gotten, like, you know, a f- if we could have seen a flash of what's going on in Riku's mind, that would have been nice. And I'm not sure yeah, why we Yeah, I did think it. all we see is just, like, some memories of Shion, which doesn't really communicate what it needs to. No, um, not at all. But yeah, Riku gets a brain moment. He's like, oh, Shion, right, right. Um, I mean, even, even in the conversation he had with Mickey, where he's like, I might have to fight an organization member soon... It's like, okay, why? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, because the, the cutscene was really cool, Mickey. You got, you, you have to see it. Be, right. He's he's seen the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. He knows that he's going to fight Roxas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he uh, they fight off the Heartless. Uh, Riku tells Roxas, I'm here for Sora's memories. Uh, or he, he didn't say that, but he's, he's like, I... I'm here to protect Sora's memories, not to, like, kill you for them. Right, yeah. But Roxas, he's, he's getting fed up. He's like, I'm so fucking sick of everyone talking about Sora. I have to destroy Kingdom Hearts so the three of us could be together again. Um, which, you might wonder, um, why would that do that? I wouldn't think it would. Well, uh, that is entirely Roxas being completely irrational. There's no reason that that would do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I think. I mean, people seem to think that Kingdom Hearts will just do whatever they want it to, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, Roxas in this moment, literally his plan is to charge into the castle, kill 
the entire organization, including Xemnas and just, like, their army of unnamed nobodies, and then just, like, blow up Kingdom Hearts. Like, he, he has no idea what he's doing. He is, he's just, he's just driven by his, his fading memories of Shion. He's not thinking about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he says, I'm, I'm gonna get her back and I'm gonna get my life back. And Riku's like, they're just gonna kill you. And Roxas overpowers him. This is another little weird moment. Is Riku on the ground? We saw this in Kingdom Hearts 2, but it's where he goes, why do you have the Keyblade? Yeah, and it's like, well, because I've always had it, dummy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm kind of doing my best here because this is this is a line that no one has really quite made sense of. What was what what was Riku trying to say here? Surely he knows that Roxas has a Keyblade. Surely he knows that's why all this is happening. My best guess is that this is Riku, rather than very literally asking why why do you have a keyblade what are the mechanics of that i think that this is just him expressing his frustration at being faced with the fact that he is fighting his best friend's nobody oh uh, okay okay so i think i think it's it's less of a why do you have the keyblade and more of a god damn it why why this why is this what's happening oh okay all right not, That's my best guess. It's not a philosophical question, Roxas. Like, why do you have the Keyblade? No, it's a, it's a. <laughs> how, how did it come to this? Okay, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it was in the cutscene. Yeah, uh, here's a here's a fun little uh, DS moment that doesn't uh, have any way of coming across in this. Uh, on the DS, at this point in the cutscene, there is just a looping clip on the bottom screen of Roxas, Axel, and Shion, like, having fun on the clock tower. We They just, like, splice it in here, but in the DS version, it's literally on the bottom, just on loop, and you just slowly, slowly watch Shion fade out of it. That's a really cool use of the second screen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame. I mean, they could have done a picture-in-picture. <laughs> they wouldn't have maybe wouldn't have looked as good. I don't know. I'm now that you've said it, I I would like to see it. But yeah, instead they just kind of splice it in throughout this scene. Um yeah. but uh Riku uh kind of gets Roxas unexpectedly and knocks him down. He goes to finish him off, but he just stabs the keyblade into the ground instead and he goes Come on, Sora. I thought you were stronger than that. And Roxas, in a classic uh, speaking to Joseph Joestar style, goes, Get real. Look which one of us is winning. Wh- what? <laughs> yeah, I... I'm trying to... I, this was a while ago. What happened exactly? <laughs> Riku was... And I'll be honest, I don't really know why he did this, because it kind of just feels like he's taunting Roxas un- unreasonably, since Roxas, lest we forget, like, didn't do anything. Right. But Riku is... I guess what he's doing here is he's showing Roxas that whether he wants to admit it or not, there is another person in his being that he doesn't know, that he doesn't remember, because, you know, Roxas has been hearing all this stuff about Sora. Sora this, Sora that. Who the fuck is Sora? Why does everyone care about Sora? And Riku just kind of cuts through Roxas's conscious mind and just calls out to the buried memories that Sora had. 
And if there's one thing that Sora's going to respond to, one thing that Sora could never take lying down, it's being beaten in a fight by Riku. The score is 99 to 1, and Sora's like, no, I will I will die before I accept this. I'm going to get that score to 99 to 100 if it kills me. That's right. Yeah. And the little the little innate Sora-ness that Roxas that Roxas doesn't understand or know about responds to that and Roxas himself is like, "What the fuck?" Got it. Why okay. did I say that? Okay. Yeah. All right. I buy I buy all that. And uh yeah, this is this is where Riku's like, "Wow, you it's true. There's no getting around it. You really are Sora's nobody." And Roxas did not like hearing that. <laughs> Yeah, understandably, that would I think that would kind of suck to hear. Yeah, Roxas charges at Riku and knocks him down, uh, and this is where that that little last bit of Shion is like Riku. You have to stop him no matter what, and Riku says, "All right, I'm gonna do this, even if it changes me forever." And he takes off his blindfold and he turns into Ansem, and the Cum Guardian pops up <laughs> and it grabs Roxas and chokes him until he passes out. Yeah, I kind of ruled. Uh, somewhere in this, I forgot to mention, uh, we we cut back to the clock tower scene with the three of them, and she un- completely fades away. And Roxas and Riku, they've all forgotten her. That's really sad. Bye, Shion. I have, uh, I have to assume, this being the series that it is, that some part of Shion will exist in, like, Sora's heart or something, and we will see Shion at least one more time. Well... Here's what I will say to that, without without commenting on anything that will happen that I do or do not already know about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it makes sense to to believe that, considering that what Namine said was like, all of your memories exist in relation to other people. So if you don't exist, there's like nothing to sort of anchor your memories in place. Uh, but she also said to Sora at the end of Chain of Memories, like, Memories don't get destroyed. They can only be disconnected. Yeah. So I think I think based on that, it's safe to assume that on some level in Axel and Roxas's hearts and probably in Sora's when he wakes up, those memories of Shion are in there somewhere, even if they don't remember them. Yeah. So I think I think you're right. But do I know you're right? Who's to say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Riku, who looks like Ansem now, puts on his hood as Diz arrives, and uh, he tells Diz, Roxas could feel Sora, and Diz goes, <laughs> gotta get one more in. Oh, he told you how he felt, did he? Ridiculous. A nobody cannot feel anything. Yeah, just just one last chance to be nobody racist in this game. <laughs> I, think, I think that's his last one. Yeah, the game's pretty much over. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> just what what kind of diz would I be if my last line in the game wasn't uh, fuck nobody's? <laughs> Do you all remember that I'm a huge dick? Well, here we go. Uh, and Riku, uh, his last line in the game is I I wish Roxas had a chance to meet Sora. Maybe things could have been different. Um, what do you think of Riku being handsome right now? Well, it explains some things. Um, do you do you get it? Yeah, I do get it. Now the Ansem that was working with Diz in the Kingdom Hearts two intro is just Riku. Yes, and now I can say because boy did I, um, boy did I uh, almost blow it on this one. 
the moment where quote unquote Ansem pulls out Riku's soul eater, and I was like, "Yeah, and Riku's here," and you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I thought that was Ansem, and I was like, "Oh, I guess, I guess, I guess, I, could, I guess, I, we don't actually know." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for me, I was just like, I don't know, they kind of look alike, so. Yeah. Oops. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where my where my second cry was. Where was that in my notes? Uh Oh no, it was, it's the very very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's day 359. Um oh no, sorry. We get we get a, a little Oh yeah, fucking I was just making a point about this. Shion, we get a little Shion narration mm-hmm. where she says, "Don't be sad, Roxas. You and me and Sora, we're all the same person and our memories will always exist together inside of Sora." And uh and it's day three, five, nine. The first day. We made it. It's Kingdom Hearts 2. And Roxas, he wakes up in his bedroom in, in uh, Data Traverse Town, Twilight Town, I mean. And he and he's like, oh, another dream about that Sora guy. And he runs to the hangout zone and he goes, I wonder if we'll finally hit the beach today. And that got me. The sanctuary kicks in. Fifth cry of the series. We did it. Yay. <laughs> Stupid game made me cry twice. Bullshit. I thought you just cried thinking about how he's living in a simulation. and you were... It's just, I mean, what if we are? Yeah, what if, if we... we just can't know? That's what I thought maybe you were thinking about. What if I'm Truman? I haven't seen that movie. I realized after I started that sentence, I was like, I should stop. I don't know that movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the end of the game. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, I, I think it was okay. Um I'm trying to decide. I think I might like it more than Chain of Memories. Mm. Well, okay. So I guess here, here's here's my big thought about this. Uh-huh. This the one thing I like about Chain of Memories. I think it had a pretty clear metaphor, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and what it was doing with memories. I mm-hmm. think that all kind of made sense. I think this game really, <laughs> really jumbles like up my understanding of what memories are supposed to be. <laughs> um. Like, the fact that memories can create a different person, but still be your memories, is a little hard for me to yeah. wrap my mind around. Because I get that this game is... This, the main questions this game is interested in is, like, personhood, and, like, what yes. does it take to be a person? Yes. But when you've also already created all this lore about what memories are, it gets really... Conf- that's just, like... I'm, like... And I guess not everything has to be a metaphor. Some of it can just be mechanical for the purposes of your game or whatever. But I was like trying to be like, well, what is it? What's it trying to say about the idea of a person that's made of your memories? Like it, it is very muddled. I think it it doesn't help that it was already unclear what memories are exactly, like what their nature is right. in the in the like mythology, I guess of of this world. Like we know we know what a body is. We got mm-hmm. that one mastered not to brag i know what a body is (laughs) and we 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 get hearts and souls and i'm like okay i think i get what a heart is i think i get what a soul is i think the heart is more about the sort of spiritual existence of a person sort of like the core of their being Mm -hmm. whereas the soul seems to represent their will their personality their their memories, and then Nomura says, uh, 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 what did you just say? Memories? No, the memories are with the heart. And I say, well, how does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) If the soul is the personality, and the heart is not the personality, why did the memories have nothing to do with the soul? And Nomura says, don't, we're not, maybe we'll get to the soul in, like, the 15th game. 
I paused there because I was like, are there already 15? I don't know. I mean, he kind of seems to think that memories, um, yeah, because like all the nobodies have memories, right? But they don't have hearts. And mm-hmm. like what a heart really is, is taking those memories and creating personhood out of it. But is it? Maybe. I don't know. That's because not... a lot of the time it feels like a heart is just sort of like the fusion core that powers your body. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Would that be so bad? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a tough thing is that I I don't I don't know how much time I should be spending trying to figure out what the metaphor is for all these different things because sometimes I'm just like, well, I don't know. Maybe there just isn't one. Maybe it's really just mechanical in this case. Right. And I think that's part of the reason with days that I think it works better for me when I stop trying to think like what does this all mean for the lore? What does this all mean for the world building? Yeah. We get to meet the organization, and it's like a melodramatic soap opera. Yeah, and Nomura wanted to do some fun, like, yeah, what is the nature? Yeah, questions about the nature of personhood, his data in, in Star Trek The Next Generation stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that those things, it does well. I think that it, it really... I think it really buckles under the weight of the format of the game and they absolutely did not adapt that format very well into a movie because they basically just took all the cutscenes and stapled them together and that did not really work as a movie. I think they absolutely could have made a good movie out of this story, but they didn't. They just put all the cutscenes into a video player, which is not a movie. Are you telling me this isn't the ideal way to consume Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> No, I mean, this podcast is the ideal way to consume yes, that, Kingdom Hearts. that's but, correct. But it didn't exist until we started making it, so... Yeah, no one's done this before, and so we're really just uh, giving this... Well, I mean this podcast. Yeah. Specifically this podcast. <laughs> not, a, not a podcast, this podcast. Right here. Yeah. This is the only one, and this is our gift to you. That's right. I have I have not gone out to the uh, to the world of Kingdom Hearts podcast to listen to any others because you know I don't I don't want my analysis my commentary to be in any way affected by stuff that I've heard other people say. But uh, yeah, I I based on that I have to assume that this is the only good one. We are feuding with all the others. That's right. We will get you. We'll make you. What are we gonna make them do? I don't know. When I see them in the streets, though, I'm not throwing them my second Keyblade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sharing an ice cream with them. I'm not. I'm not joining a sitar band with them. I'm not letting them join the Poker League. I I might join a sitar band with them, though, because that sounds kind of fun. All right. We'll join a sitar band with all the other Kingdom Hearts podcasters. (laughs) But we're not going to get along. (laughs) The perfect musical experience. 1,000 people playing sitars at the same time. I didn't mean an all sitar band, but sure. No, that's what it is. Can't can't see any reason it wouldn't sound good. No, me neither. The more the better with music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called maximalism. Yeah, this is the most music. <laughs> and one recorder. One recorder, yeah. That you will not be able to hear. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I liked it. I think it's still bottom tier Kingdom Hearts for me. Yeah, I'd have to reevaluate where it is with Chain of Memories, maybe. But I, I think maybe I thought it was more fun than Chain of Memories, even if it was mu- like muddled and weird. Yeah, but Don and Goofy aren't in it. That's true. Okay, 
Zero out of ten. Yep. Three five eight out of one million. Speaking of Donald Duck. This is the segment called Wishless Duck. This is a segment where we do it a Donald Duck voice. Um, I've been breaking out the Donald Duck voice on other podcasts. It's not okay. I heard it, and you were pretty good at it. And oh, thank you. Let's see if I can bring the noise today. <laughs> All right. What do I say? Let's see. <laughs> okay, I've got. One. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Ow, it Oh, that was bad. I couldn't really, I didn't really catch any of that. That was Diz's last line of the game. Oh, okay. I'm just going to try to say ice cream, and I haven't had, I haven't practiced at all because I'm sick. I have been sick, and I am sick, and this will probably be my, and you're sick. This will be my worst one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. A free oh boy for everyone out there. Yep. Yep. That's all I got. Oh, you didn't say ice cream. Oh, you're right. I just... Yeah, that's how sick I am. I forgot what I was doing and just (laughs) said, oh boy. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, (laughs) Next time, we're going back to Kingdom Hearts 2, baby! Woo! Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Again, as much as I have uh, been surprised by how much I've enjoyed Days, it's so moody- it's not, it's, sometimes it's fun, but it's mostly not fun. Yeah, I guess there was a lot of misery going on. There's me. a lot of misery. Yeah. And splitting it over the course of a month didn't tamp down on the misery. <laughs> neither, but, neither, uh, neither did the ice cream. That's true. I'm gonna, after this, I'm gonna go eat a full four-course, five-course dinner of ice cream. I added on another course because of how not fun this story is. I will do that. I will crystallize and I will disappear from all of your memories. Yes. Also, I am eating ice cream right now and I'm sitting on my desk like it's a clock tower. Right. Don't fall, please. Whoa! (laughs) We are on Twitter at SoundsBoutLight. We're on co-host at SoundsAboutLight. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. Listen to my other podcasts, Doctor Huh, where we are watching Doctor Who in a random order. We just watched a shit, shit, shit episode about Robin Hood. (laughs) Which, you know, then conversely makes a great episode of your show, because that's how that works usually. (laughs) Hey, I I like to have fun on my podcasts, but sometimes the stuff we talk about doesn't let me. That's fun for the rest of us. Oh, and Zero to Zero, where we just started Blade 2. There's there's fun. Now there's a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the number one movie for vampire explosions. <laughs> um, you can find me on Coast at Achilles Heelys. I guess I'm on Twitter at Achilles Heelys. I don't really, I don't really do anything over there. Um, you can listen to DF+. We just put out an episode on Apple Reviews. And, yeah, I know that guy's doing a comedy thing, but trust me, this episode's very good. It is uh, funny how that episode went up, and then in a Discord server that I'm in, everyone started arguing sincerely about apples. Well, you know, before the episode, Lemon and I were arguing about if Washington apples are better than Minnesota apples, and I still think he's wrong. Well, I 
it's easy for me to decide because I've never had any apples from Minnesota as far as I know. And I live in Washington, so I'm pretty sure the ones that I'm eating are probably from here. I don't want to get into it. That's actually probably wrong, but. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. I bit into an apple the other day and it was completely rotten and brown on the inside. So that was probably from Minnesota. Lemon. (laughs) That's right. That's where all the rotten apples come from. Yeah. Thanks, Lemon. He definitely listens to this show. <laughs> I can't. I cannot see why Lemon would not be interested in listening to our podcast about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's his favorite thing. Well, we'll be back next time to talk about Kingdom Hearts 2. And like we say at the end of every episode, for some reason. Well, we also talk about <laughs> Noise Space, maybe, and other shows on Noise Space. Oh, yeah. Noisespace.xyz. Kamarocho Radio will probably have an episode about Yakuza Ishin. I mean, like a dragon Ishin soon. Check that out. Probably. Yeah. God, that sucks. <laughs> Keyblade. 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 Bye. Bye. Diz, he could feel Sora. Oh, he told you how he felt, did he? Ridiculous. Nobody cannot feel anything. If he had met Sora, things might have been different.